Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Jasmine Partida, who specializes in social media strategy and content creation. And as we discussed just offline, simplify and strategize. Ah, oh, love that. Jasmine, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me, Mark. Great oh, to be here. So can you just expand on that um, introduction and tell us a bit more about who you serve and where your business is today? Yeah, so um, I am a social media strategist, I'm really a digital strategist. And what I do is I take business owners, generally service-based, but some product-based that have, they're ready for that next level of marketing. They're not quite sure how to hand it over and they need a strategy to pull everything together. By the time someone comes to me, they're usually pretty overwhelmed by social media. It's a, it's a noisy space, right? Uh-huh. Um, and trying to get the right message or the right system or the right, whatever it is across all their, their platforms and channels. Um, and they come to me and I bring all of that together and then simplify it and create strategic processes to really streamline their content so they can reach the people they need to where they are. So, and I just, I'm very passionate about it because social media is the first chance we've had as small businesses to compete with national brands. Um, And then when you think about channels like TikTok, for example, like national brands are having trouble showing up. Like they're having to hire people to make content for them because we don't want their ads. So it's very powerful to be a small business owner online right now. And that's what I help support. Oh, I love that. Leveling the playing field and- Um, especially in, in this day and age, I mean, because social media, how many platforms are there? How many strategies are there? There's so much noise in what to do. Post a million times a day. You've got to do this. No, you've got to do that. It's, as you said, it's if your clients come and they're overwhelmed, oh, what you are able to help people to do is, is fantastic. So can I just talk about where your clients are when they when they first come to you, if they're overwhelmed, if they're stressed, what what is that like to to initially work with that kind of client? You know, it's really one thing that I don't think people talk about is that it, it's actually a, a mindset piece there. When somebody comes to me, it's early on in their hiring expansion. So they yeah. might have a VA, they might have contractors they work with for a few pieces of what they're creating for their business. But I'm usually the first person that's kind of that next level of really getting you know, the build, but what comes with that is validation. So they're usually hiring me for the first time. It's a bit of a jump off a a cliff, whatever size cliff it is, depending on the business, but it's always a bit of a jump to take that next step in marketing because it means you're putting yourself out there at the next level. It means you're getting more professional, right? And it, it also, what I find is they're, they're saying things almost always like, I think this will work. I, does this sound like it'll work to you? Do you think, and, and it's this mindset 
where they're having to switch from it being their vision to bringing other people along in their vision with them. And that's, that can be a scary space. And that's where I meet a lot of people. Is that where they get their vision like questioned or is their baby and they're so precious about it or what, how is that, how does that work? So people, uh, when you start a small business, when you have this idea for this company, this brand, this service that you want to bring to the world, you, you start talking to your friends and your family about it kind of naturally, right? And you, it's almost um, an unconscious testing of this idea and this concept right. to see if there's even interest, right? Uh, and what I find is by the time they get to me, they've had people push back a lot on whether it'll work or not. So when they go to hire me, it's them finally having to commit to Yep, I'm going to I'm going to really put this out there to a larger audience to a bigger world and and that is a a kind of a hard overwhelming space and then like you said with all the you know to use this system or do that it becomes it's very overwhelming very quickly. So the first piece of advice I almost always give is you were given a vision a vision for your business, your friends and family were not given that vision. Whoever you bring on was not given that vision. So you have to be confident and really centered in what you see, where you're going, and then really be ready to be flexible for the ride there. And mm. that's kind of what marketing is, is because you have to test things, you have to test markets and you have to test messaging and things. And that allows that space for that testing and that flexibility and kind of relax into that a little bit. So that, that first, that first hurdle is the belief system. It is I mean, as entrepreneurs, whether we go to social media or or not, it's the 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 beliefs that we've oh the programming from um evolution, from society, from the books, the the things that we watch on TV, family members who all have their own fears, their own doubts that are, oh, you can't do this. Why don't you just get a job? Are you sure that's the right way? I'd do this. All these voices. It's like a maniac going around swirling your head. So do you enjoy that part about quieting and in essence reprogramming the belief system they have so that they can ethically and really engage in a social media strategy? Absolutely. Usually those calls start with them um, kind of stressed and giving me a bunch of little pieces that they can't see how they connect. And over the course of the call, I start to connect them. And then I give it back to them with a strategy that they can use moving forward. And by the end, they're like, okay, now I'm excited. Now I can see that this could work. Now I can see that there's levels and ways that I can kind of go up through time, right? You start with Mm -hmm. like one strategy and you can build on it if you need to. So it gives that clarity. And what it does is it allows them to focus back on their business. And that's just then everything just grows, right? Now their business can expand and now they can focus other places and client success and letting go of the stress of their marketing piece a little bit, which is, it yeah. just fills your brain because we're, we're talked all day about social media and showing up and consistency. And like you said, posting a jillion times a day. So it's, it really is very noisy and it takes up a lot of space, even if you're not doing anything. And the other thing I find that when they come to me is they almost always are feeling very guilty that they haven't been posting consistently, that they haven't been doing what they, they want to do for social media. They're almost always kind of like, mm-hmm. so you'll see it's not quite where it needs to be. I'm like, well, that's, that's every business has bumps. Every business has this exact bump. You're just yeah, fixing that, it. So this that, is perfect. The guilt, the guilt that comes yeah. in. I should have done this. I should have done that. And Katie's, she loves this phrase. We should all over ourselves. All the time. (laughs) Oh gosh, yeah. And it's like it's it's (laughs) true. It's so true. It really is. And and I think what we don't understand as entrepreneurs when we're in the solopreneur phase is everybody's going through the same thing, 
different timelines, but we're all hitting those same spaces of growing our company. We just feel kind of alone in it because we're doing it on our own, but that doesn't mean you're doing it in a way that nobody else is struggling. Everybody has the same struggles. I promise. Mm. And the word you said there alone, we, so many times we talk to people who are, feel like, oh, I'm, I'm alone during this. I maybe have the most supportive family and spouse, so many friends around me, but they still don't quite understand. And I feel I, I'm alone, even though I'm surrounded by people. Now, that is a nuance that um, to have the level of support, whether it's with group, whether it's private, we have the, the offers that, that we have to take people on to be like, you're not alone. We're here to guide support you through this level i think that's that's one of the biggest shames that that we see people feeling like i'm alone in this um it's tough it it is tough and you're you're not alone it's about connecting with a community absolutely um it, i mean that's just and i think the businesses that that succeed and really take off have mm-hmm. some sort of emotional support along with whatever business support they have you just, we're just, we're human. <laughs> we need to have those different layers and our friends and family can be beautiful people, but if they don't understand it or their mind doesn't work the same way as yours, or you just have this very unique thing you've created. I mean, we just can't expect them to carry the load of that. We have to find other people that understand the journey a little more. Mm. Yeah. Being around the people you know, who are ahead of you, being around the people who are going through the same thing as you, um, you want a growth network. You don't want a support network. So if you're all just surrounded oh, yeah. with people with the same challenges, boy, you're just going to keep going through the same challenges. You need to reach out to people who have been through it, done it, so that you can reach out whilst surrounding yourself with, with like-minded people. Um, just one quick thing there that you, you, you touched upon, you know, we're all just human. Yep, we're all just human, emotional beings going through this journey. So you know, we can talk all, all day long. And I it bugs me sometimes when I hear myself saying, you know, people say this and people do this, like we're, we're higher than everyone else. Hell no. We're all going through this. So you can see people's beliefs. You can understand where they are and what they need to do. Can I be so blunt as to ask, where are you struggling with your business? Where, what, what little challenges do you find you're having that you're still working through or keep coming up just to show that, you know, we're, we all still go through this. Yeah. You know, so, um, so I run my business with teams. I have, um, cause I have social media clients come in and they get assigned to a team for the editor, copywriter and designer. Mm-hmm. And the, the piece where I am is I'm having to take the top team members and build a leadership team team. So mm. I'm, I'm having to lead leaders now in a yeah. way that I haven't before. And that's not something I was really, I didn't, it's not that I didn't see it coming, but I, I didn't understand this relationship piece of it, mm. how I am now moving into a mentor while still being a client success, while still, you know, kind of starting to hand off, which is a weirdly scary thing at every single time you do it. Every time you hand off a piece of your business, it feels scary. I don't care what size your business is or how many people you're handing off. It always is scary. Um, so I'm having to hand off much bigger pieces now. Um, and have hope that the leadership training and the mentorship piece that I'm doing serves people and that I'm not um, accidentally creating a toxic environment, that I'm being aware of what people on my teams need, that I'm not losing connections. Um, mm. It's It feels like a kind of a lot to be balancing mentally. And that's yeah. really what I'm working on right now. Hey, it's and that, that transition, it's, it's what we as we go through the levels, we, we know we need to get there. We know it's going to happen. 
But once it comes, it's like, I'm not prepared for this. I don't know what I'm doing. We're all just making it up as we go along until we get good at it. So with, with your teams, and I think that's a big thing, with the relationships with the teams, what is the area that you that you enjoy? And what were the areas that you're like, I, I, it's new, it's different, it's uncomfortable? Any kind of conflict between team members, I want to just mm. check out. I just... Yeah. I, I, that's a tough one because again, it's that kind of, I'm probably getting close to a, probably this year of needing to hire somebody of an HR, not that I have a lot of conflict, but just because when stuff comes up, you, you want to deal with it. Right. And yeah. you want to work through it. I have it. I have a solution in place right now, which is every six weeks, we have a big zoom meeting and we do breakout rooms and kind of talk through things and implement changes. But, um, in, internal conflict is a little rough. You know, uh, yeah. things that I love though, is that I'm able to put in policies that I wish I could have had 20 years ago when I was starting out, like, mm -hmm. uh, no comms Friday. So for our contractors, they do not have to respond to anything from us, um, on Fridays. Mm -hmm. It's they've got other projects. It's kind of keeping space. If they just want to do three day weekends, kids, whatever, they know they have a day that they don't have to deal with us. Uh, and then, um, making sure that, uh, people, they don't have to respond at all hours of the day and night. They only have to respond during working hours. However, some people on my team work after they put their kids to bed or get up early before they go to an actual job, like a full-time job, right? Um, so, but making sure that we put up those boundaries has been really fun, actually. It sounds kind of dorky, but it's that kind of support that you're able to give that you're like, oh, this is what I needed. And I'm so excited I can actually make this happen. Those mm. pieces I really enjoy. That's beautiful. I mean, yeah, you're talking about love language here with how to set up the right kind of boundaries, have the right communication. I love that no comms Friday. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, whoever's listening out there, if you want to take that and rob that and use it, please do. Because I think it's, there's a fantastic, um, this is what it's all about, learning from how you've been able to better things through the challenges that you've you've been through and through challenges that you were actually currently going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, again, it's trying to show by example, right. For the leadership team of, we have to be able to respect people's boundaries and what they need in their life. This job is just a piece of who they are. We can't mm -hmm. demand more than that. Um, we have to find that balance and we have to find it in a way that serves both the customer and yeah. the, you know, which is tough. It's not easy. I mean, I think every company struggles with it because it is complicated. Nice. And with, with that, with the, um, with the being the leader, that you that you know you you will be that you want to be as you transitioned into this um what do you take from your past experience and what are you kind of struggling with or just piecing together as you go along yeah it's definitely um i mean we used to say i i was on this this um external comms team for the women's march and we used to always say um you're building the plane in the air as you go right as you're taking <laughs> off and that's very much how this feels uh, mm. kind of a, a different level a slower takeoff but um it's that concept of like okay i know i'm going to need wings but i'm not quite ready to put the wings on um so there's a little bit of juggling and flexibility and so in that it's a lot of really being gentle with myself that I'm not going to show up perfectly every day. Mm -hmm. And that the next day I can't beat myself up for it. I have to just do what I can every day that I show up as. So it's that concept also of like, um, they say show up hundred percent where your hundred percent looks different every day and being gentle with yourself around that, um, 
and just being mm. really clear communicating. So um, I might say to somebody, if I have a call with them and it felt funky when I hang up, I might call them right back and be like, you know what? I kind of cut you off with the in there. I'm sorry. I just have another call in 30 minutes I'm prepping for, but let's, did I, did I catch all your questions? I feel like I missed a couple. And so I'll take a couple of those pauses mm-hmm. um, to kind of work through it, but it's really being gentle with myself, I think. Cause I can only be what I am and I can only yeah. grow at the rate that I can grow. <laughs> right. I, um, yeah. Period. That's so cool to hear, but in theory, that's amazing to be, uh, be gentle with myself, to be calm and give forgiveness in theory. That's good. In practice, it's not always easy to implement, right? A hundred. No. And I don't mean to say that I'm, I don't think I'm saying I'm implementing it perfectly. Um, I think what it's hard because at the end of the day, sometimes things stick with you, but those are the things that I try to follow up on anything that really sticks. Um, I'm like, okay, well, I need to call them back or I need to follow up on that because, um, instead of letting it, but that actually is a piece of being gentle with myself because I, I, something sticks, it will stress me out for three weeks. So Mm -hmm. instead of allowing myself to be stressed out for three weeks, I'll call the next day generally and deal with it. Um, but there is no perfect. The time and the emotional energy, the the emotional ties that we have, if we're going to get sort of woo about this, that, yeah, this does really have an impact. If we can reduce the time that we lose through the emotions or the the thoughts running through our head and just action, do something, make that callback, all those things, it's it's huge. So it sounds like you've you've gone through the experience of it has affected you for either days or weeks. And now it's, let's reduce that time frame. Yeah. But so the, and the trade-off is I can't get things done as fast. So there's not a single day where I get my whole to-do list done. And some days it really bothers me. I'll, I'll wake up in the middle of the night. I'll, you know, it'll I'm like, okay, I'm working Saturday morning before I take the kids someplace. Um, because you, you can't possibly get through everything all the time, um, and be real and connect and build teams. So that's what I'm saying about being gentle. I'm constantly reminding myself I'm showing up the best I can. I'll get, I'll be better tomorrow. I'll be a little bit better tomorrow. And I can't mm. grow any faster than I think I can grow. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, and you touched upon like family life and personal life, because as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, we have to balance family, kids, other things, our health, all mm. these things. How have you found, found that sort of that balance? Uh, I am absolute shit at that because I love what I do. Uh, so that balance is not brilliant um, at all. I'm very extremely lucky. My husband loves to cook. I will tell you though, it is not economical to have me cook because I ruin so much food. It's just a waste <laughs> of money and time. Um, so he has started taking over like dinner and some of those mm-hmm. pieces, um, which is great. But what it actually has done is enable me to work longer and have less balance also. Um, so it's, yeah. yeah, I know it's a weird trade-off and I'm sure I'll get some hate for that because I'm very blessed that he cooks, but yeah. like, I should probably step back into some of the homework stuff. I should still kind of be present during that kind of transition time in the evening. Yeah. Um, and instead I'm kind of able to step out of it. And I don't, I don't think in the long run, that's the healthiest journey either. Mm-hmm. So trying to find that balance is something that I, I struggle with. Cause I love what I do. It'd be different if I hated my work and I'm like, well, screw this. I'm, I'm out. Peace <laughs> out. I'm going to go watch a movie or whatever, but I'm like, Oh, I love yeah, yeah. what I do. I, I have these kids. I should probably go spend That's, some time with. That is a blessing and a curse to love yeah. what we do, which means, Oh, I can work all the way through the night. There's so much to do. I can do all this. It is coming from oh, an authentic, beautiful place. 
but I think what you just eloquently described there is you were given the gift of time with you know, your husband to be able to do the cooking, which like, great, that's the job that ah, I burn anyway, so whatever. But you've utilized that to actually fuel something that is you want to not be doing, that you shouldn't be doing. So whilst I, I love the way that you, you describe that, and I think everyone can actually honor that and be like, yeah, I do that as well. I see it. I mean, I think it's very common. If we're able to just go, we just go because we're so passionate and we're trying to get to those next levels, right? Mm. Um, to some extent, you got to move those levels out. It back, goes back to kind of, um, you can only do what you can do at the speed you can do it. Um, my kids will actually come, like I had my, cause I've got one, a 16 year old who is not here to play. So she'll like once in a while has moved her TV. No, it's not her TV. It's the loft TV, but she'll move the TV into my room and just start setting it up and then call like the dog and my son over and like basically start a movie and be like, we're watching this with you right now. You're taking two hours. Um, so I mean, you know, some of that has been eye opening for me where I'm like, uh, okay, now that they're old enough to really show, communicate and problem solve this issue that I have struggled to solve, communicate, um, and work through with them. It's really showing me the importance of it from their side, which I think I forget. Cause I think I'm in the business. I'm making money. I'm growing it for them, for their future. They don't give a shit. They want to watch a movie, you know, it's all about the here now, the now, um, Oh, beautifully, beautifully put. And there's some synergy there between you want to be the example of the leader at work. You want to be the example for your team, for your your team's heads of each little department or section. But also you want to be the example and display the right behaviors for the children, for everyone else around you in your personal life. And that balance is tough. It's tough. It's really tough. I started doing this thing last year where I would go get my nails done every two weeks, which just seems so, I know people do it. I didn't, I wasn't raised in a, a family where anybody got their nails done. It's weirdly extravagant to me. Mm. Um, but more to the point when I finally was like, you know what, I'm just going to commit to doing my nails every two weeks, going and getting them done and spending two hours. It stressed me the hell out, like sitting still, not being able to pick up my phone because my fingers were wet. I, I was, it was very anxiety inducing. So I committed to doing it in part because mm -hmm. if it's hard, I have to do it. What is that saying? Like you should meditate 30 minutes a day, unless you, you're too busy. And then you should meditate for an hour. Um, it's that kind of sense that I was getting of like, okay, I actually have to practice being in a space where I'm not working, where I am calm, mm. where I am kind of spending some time outside of myself a little bit. It's hard. It's hard, but these things we, we press. So yeah, I mean, that saying is, is beautiful. I think it's, if you don't have time for half an hour meditation, do an hour. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, there's something in that about taking care of yourself. And if you find yourself in that what you described there is that area of what we call uncomfort. That's a mm. specific stage that you sit in with that anxiety, with that doubt, with that guilt that, oh, if you feel that uncomfort, how can you leverage that energy to know, one, is this feeling familiar? Where else mm. do I feel this? What can I do with this? Um, and there's beautiful lessons that, that come from that. That's a really great point to actually try to recognize that feeling in other spaces. I don't know that I've actually done that. That's a very, very cool way of looking at it. Oh, that's a fun thing to do. It's, it's, it's very vulnerable. It's, it's, I mean, like the duality of, as I said, the, the work and the family life and these things all lock into place. And once you find some, 
some challenges or a block or a belief or something, I guarantee you it's in all areas. And once you unlock it in one area, which is the easiest way, it's like a domino effect. These things all kind of fall down, but they're sneaky. These things are all so sneaky. And they, they these beliefs, these this programming says, it's not me, not me. It has to stay alive. Make sense? Probably me though, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah what I mean is it's, it's, it's the belief. The belief as a, if you personify it, it's, it's tr- it wants to stay alive. It's, it's an entity. It wants to stay alive. And it's our job to be like, hey, you, you don't serve me anymore. You're actually prompting this action or non-action, this result or lack of results. I'm sorry, but you, you're free to go. I love you, but you're now free to leave. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Yeah, that's that growth past it, right? Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. fun. Sorry, I just went on, I jumped into coaching mode then. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> so what's what's the plan? So 2023, what what's what where's your area of focus right now? I so I am so excited. I um it's I'm actually gonna tell you the origin story of my main product, just it's super fast, but because I actually ties in what we've been talking about, which is that last year I caught COVID and I caught the version of it where you're just freaking tired. So I mean there was more than one day where like taking a shower was the extent of my accomplishments. Like it was rough. Hmm. It was just exhaustion, deep exhaustion. And, um, what I, what, so I took a month off of work on accident is what happened. And it allowed me to have such a clear vision of my business. I'm not Hmm. saying people should catch COVID in order to solve anything, Uh but, um, taking time away really did help me. And so I was able to see all the different pain points and how to put them together into one solution for my clients from mm-hmm. taking that step back. When I got back to work, I just was had a very clear vision. So I created this system called a hundred post system where I have my clients record an hour video and I use that for TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, mm-hmm. video, graphic, and blogs and own monthly newsletter. So I do mm-hmm. all of that from one, um, one hour video and it allows them to have their freedom and it simplifies and strategizes their, uh, or streamlines their content creation. So I'm doing a seminar, uh, a summit actually in April, where I'm going to bring people together and we're going to have different tracks where they can talk about where they are in their business and they can work together to get through some of that. Um, and, um, you know, panelists and things, and then really all about how to support each other and simplify what we're creating online instead of creating more kind of chaos and, um, with women entrepreneurs, you see a lot of competition less now than you did 10 years ago. Um, but it's still there. So kind of creating more of a sense of community around all these pieces of how we come together and how we show up online. Um, because when I create the content for people, even if they get to the point where they're ready to hire me, they're ready to hire somebody to do their marketing, they still have to put themselves out there. And that comes with more exposure that comes with more hate. Um, there's a whole, Mm. I have a whole section on how going viral is actually pretty rough. Um, it's not the joy ride you think it's going to be. Everybody's kind of aiming for these things that it it actually has these other side effects. So we're addressing some of that this year. And I'm very, very excited, um, to be part of leading that type of conversation. I, I love that conversation, um, from our own personal story, um, with every yes, there's 
the entirety of the yes is our principle. So you say yes to this business to go on social media. The entirety of the yes is you have to say yes to other things and no to other things. You have to say yes to you know, being seen, getting the haters, getting all these things. And you know, we coach people through how to cope, manage, and not let that affect you mentally and emotionally. As a guy, um, you know, Katie was doing a lot of, you know, doing some adverts. And of course, this is business. This is mindset. This is helping people. It's helping people change their lives so they can change other people's lives. And from some of the, the comments that Katie was getting, well, it's our account, so I was seeing them, from guys who are just animals, it, it affected me. I'm a big guy with a bald head and a beard, okay? But I felt this... I felt what was being said. And so I had a, I understood it logically before, but from this experience, even that wasn't directed at me, I felt, um, I had a couple of comments to me anyway, but that emotion was, I never experienced it from, from Katie or, or a woman's point of view. The, the messaging, the attacking you can have online. Um, and I think that's important to hold space with that, it is tough. It can be tough. And I can only appreciate from, from distance. So there's an, there's still more work for, for me to do to fully appreciate it. Um, it's tough. Well, I so your, your comment there, but yeah, that's. So you're coming at it from a mind, mindset standpoint, right? Mm. Uh, I, I personally, that's not my space where I can lead somebody there. But what I can do is talk to them about how, as you are building your exposure, how to be value-based in your content. So you understand how to do online boundaries. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about in April, um, because you have to be able to say, I'm going to block this person, or this is how we respond to these comments, or this is the kind of actual response, like comment, right. That we give, um, mm. and understanding that when you are a value-based business and you put that onto your social media strategy, kind of overlay those two, it helps you through those moments, just from the standpoint, even honestly, if you're still kind of dealing with the mindset in the background from the forefront, you're not making things worse. You're not getting an appear nightmare. You know, you're yeah. not, um, you're not getting in online fights with strangers. Um, it's things that it's hard because some of those comments are going to be triggering. Some of that content is very triggering. Um, so coming up with just like some systems and ideas around how to manage that is a big piece of it. Love that. And I, I think that's maybe it might be one of the biggest reasons why people don't yeah. do what they need to do online because of the worry, the concern about, but what if this happens? I've heard about this. And it, and that's one step. The second step is then it actually happening. So you give them the actual fundamentals of what to do, when to do it, how to move forward is, that's beautiful. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, like I said, it's not something that's really being talked about the solution only mm. that it's a problem. Um, and to some extent, it's the solution isn't you, the solution is the platforms and some other policies that need to be handled. But yeah. in the interim, what can you do and how can you stay in who you are, your authentic self in your values, still showing up online for your business? It's tough. It's really tough. So anyway, that's what my 2023 is kind of focusing on is, um, I'm helping people put themselves out there. And what I'm finding is they're so excited to do it. And then as they start to get traction, they kind of withdraw a little bit because they're starting. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have to, it's like they have to go through a second round of being comfortable putting themselves out there. So we're addressing that a lot this year. Love that. Love yeah. that. 
Um, hey, Jasmine, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your personal side of this, your business. Um, if people want to find out a bit more about you and especially this upcoming summit, where can they find you? So it's all going to be on jasminepartida.com. So Jasmine with an E and then Partida, Partida, P-A-R-T-I-D-A.com. Perfect. Everyone check it out. And yeah, Jasmine, thank you again. It's been, it's been so much fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate the deeply authentic conversation. Um, it's, it's so helpful and insightful and thank you for the free coaching. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> hey Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.